1: Welcome to the Seahawks Man-to-Man Podcast, powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the Tweet Machine. You guys know where to follow me. I'm verified. Been doing this for a while. Uh, Chris, talk to him.
2: What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at CKIDD206 and at ckid 206
1: uh, Chris, I'm, I'm relieved uh, this morning. Um, we've had to talk about the Seahawks and... Uh, the offense and the second half of it and shoddy and shane waldron and russell wilson and pete carroll and adjusting and russ's media tour and it's it's been a lot um but i'm relieved today because we have uh dropped a story on all this uh we dropped a story about what's going on uh, between russell wilson and the seahawks not just Pete Carroll, but just the seahawks uh in general and oh man Chris, it's really hard to dance around all this stuff (laughs) stuff that we had uh, in the story, uh, because as people who have read it, I've encouraged you guys to go check it out if you haven't uh, yet, because we're going to talk about it here. Like, Chris, this stuff is real. It's a real disconnect. It's a real beef is the word I want to use. I think we use the word rift um, in the headline. Rift, beef, disconnect. Like it's it's all the spat whatever lovers quarrel I don't know but it's all it's it's all real, like and I think that's the thing that I really wanted to articulate to people more over the last I don't know two three weeks maybe even months when we did the pizza analogy what was that like
2: a month ago yeah I think that was, it was a, a month ago that was
1: a while ago we did the pizza analogy honestly that might have been during the season that we did uh, the pizza analogy and and this is why right because it's not just um, it's not just rumors for the sake of rumors. It's not just content for the sake of content because we're in the offseason and we're the media and we are bored. Like, no, as you guys can see, a lot of this is Russell Wilson camp generated content to send a message. And the message, Chris, is that the eight time Pro Bowl, two time Super Bowl, one time Super Bowl champion franchise quarterback Russell Wilson does not seem to have any more faith in the Seattle Seahawks and Chris that is very very not good the roosters are coming home to roost is that the, the how that goes I don't know it's something about chickens
2: I think the chickens come home to roost
1: yeah there we go uh, Malcolm X that's, that's, uh, yeah there you go Even go better. ahead go ahead though
2: it was all actual facts it wasn't hearsay whether you believed it or not it happens it happened. Yeah, there's Russ a lot of bad was, stuff, man. Russ was not happy. He put a smile on his face. Oh, yeah, I, I hate getting sacked. Really, that smile should have been upside down. But he has an image that he up, that he upholds. And he's going to uphold that image no matter what. And we'll get into the details of the story that some things that blew me away. Because I'd never seen Russ in this manner. I mean, I haven't either. I haven't seen it. Well, yeah, no. we've Haven't heard about it. To put things in perspective, I haven't even heard about it. Right. Reading about it and, and envisioning it is, is a completely different thing because you're used to seeing Russell go out there, play well or play bad, put it on himself and then come back the next week. Yeah. Where now there's other things that are happening that we don't get to see. Pete Carroll's never been a guy that have all access in the Seahawks locker room with cameras and you get to see things. That's never been the Seahawks way. Whereas other teams, you get cameras in there. You get to see blow-ups. You get to see players arguing. You get to see fights.
1: Yeah, or you just hear about it more. There's more, you, t- more teams have loose lips, I think, than the Seahawks.
2: That's true as well. And that can show that shows just how the Seahawks way is, I guess. Kind of like the Patriot way. You do it, it. Everything is inside. You hear nothing outside. But this story just kind of... Yeah, whoop, it's, it's
1: very rare you hear... throws I mean, a
2: little ripple in all of that.
1: How many big Seahawks joints have we kind of like... We got the... We've got like the Sherm one from 2017 and then we had another similar one about the Dynasty from Sports Illustrated I think that same year, maybe 2018, I can't remember. But yeah, don't don't get it a lot. And I think, there's two things I, 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 the first thing that comes is like yo this is real like i know there's like a, a, a faction of people or a segment of like the seahawk fans or even nfl fans who, who see all the stuff hear all the rumors hear the talking heads hear the colin cowherds hear the whoever's the nick Wrights, the whoever on espn or cbs and it's like nah this is much ado about nothing uh russell's not getting traded you look at the dead cap hit and you get into the logistics of whether russell could be gone right like i get all of i get the need to dismiss that or desire to dismiss that that i i get it i understand it don't do that
2: <laughs> well now yeah <laughs> well
1: don't i'm just and then now you can understand why and i think that, that that's part one part two is what i want people to understand too is like like chris was alluding to like russ is kind of like the joker in that way where he always has a smile on his face even if he's upset right like and that's and that's okay that's normal that's what you should do i guess as the quarterback maybe put on the face um again like a kind of like the joker but no 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 russ is really upset right and I think that we have overlooked and I don't remember if I said this on the last show or not, but you know how Russ always references himself as like, wouldn't be great? Like I wake, he's like, I wake up. I don't wait. I don't play this game to be number two. Right. I wake up and he's like, he's like Ricky Bobby's dad. Like I piss excellence. You know, that's just, or that's Ricky Bobby. who said it, not his dad, but it's Ricky Bobby's dad who says, if you're not first, you're last, you know, like it's all of these things. Like he references Tom Brady. He references Drew Brees. He references LeBron James. He looks up to Derek Jeter. Like. It wasn't enough for him to play for the Rangers. He had to get traded to the Yankees, right? Like, he sees himself as a very, very, very great player and wants to go down as the greatest of all time. And, like, it's almost like we treat it as, like, he's like a child almost. Like you said, it's like, oh, that's cute. It's like, no.
2: I'm really about that. That is real,
1: right? (laughs) And if you are in the way of that, I guess more importantly, if Russell perceives you to be in the way of that, inhibiting his ability to achieve these goals that he has set out for himself – you need to be moved like you were a pawn that needs to be taken off the board right like that's a little this kind of graphic but you know what i mean like it's a, it's a symbol i don't think that enough people understand that with russ and i don't think i did either like that's not you guys it's not just me like uh, you know it's i think it's all of us even the national media we don't really get a good feel for like no 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 when he says he doesn't play this game to be number two any year in which he is not holding the lombardi trophy is a failure like mm. a legit failure and he is upset about that. Who he places the blame of that on may differ depending on the season, but like he is legit upset about the thing. And because we underestimated that, I think that's where a lot of this is rooted in like, oh, he's you know, this is nothing. Much to do about nothing. You're not getting traded. There's no beef. Um, it's all being overblown by Nick Wright because he's an idiot. Like, I see all this stuff. Like, you guys are, I've been drinking for the past like two weeks, right? Because on, on, on social media, not be, A, because it's be easier if I could just say all this stuff. Uh, we had to wait till a story drop And then B, it's just because it's all so coded, right? Like, you very rarely get Russell come out and say stuff. And then even then, when he comes out and say stuff, you get people who are like, yo, you guys are just blowing this out of proportion. All he said was that, that, that. It's like, no, 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 no. Read between. The lines, this guy, every year, he's not holding the trophy, he is very angry. And then years where he goes to the Super Bowl and he's wearing a suit or a sweats yeah. or whatever, he gets more and more upset, right? Because he wants to be there. And I think it's important. Bobby Wagner, um, in, a, in similar fashion, and K.J. Wright to some extent as well. It's very interesting to hear them talk about the start of their careers, and I didn't necessarily consider this, how much this impacted them, but it did, right? So 2012, Russell, Bobby, they enter the league. That's a rookie year, and they get, like, within a field goal from going to the NFC title game as rookies, right? And they're thinking, oh, we can win the Super Bowl. Like, we should have won it that year. Then they do win it the very next year. And then, like, oh, this is
2: great, Let's do it again. Keep doing it.
1: And then they get back there again, right? So that's their first three years. They're They're in the hunt legitimately for the Super Bowl, right? So that is their, whether that's rational or not, I understand that it, it is irrational, but let's, for the sake of this, let's hop in their brains for a second. That's how they started their careers. And that's what they expect. It created an expectation. Like, I know what it takes to be on a championship team. I've been on multiple. I want to keep getting there. And they haven't been close since 2014. And the more that happens, and the older they get, and you see, here we hear Russ talk about greatness and legacy stuff that matters to these other players too. But like he's a little bit more heavier on because he's a quarterback, and I understand that. Like, don't underestimate the fire that burns in this dude to be great, and his willingness to just do whatever it takes for the most part to get where he's got to go. Like he wants to be Brady. Brady's got what seven, six, seven, seven
2: championships. Been to ten.
1: Yeah, Russ got a long way to go. Right, like Russ. Think about his foundation name. Why not you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So, you, if you tell Russ, I want to. Hey, if Russ tells you, Hey, I want to go to ten titles or ten Super Bowls because Brady did it. And then I'm like, Well, you can't do that. It's ten. It's like, why Well, not? why not? Mm-hmm. Exactly. His model, right? Like, you can't. Don't. We're. I think we we underestimated how serious he was about like that. Why not? Like, what do you mean I can't go to ten Super Bowls? What do you mean? Why can't go to eleven? Why not? Like, legitimately. Why? Why are you putting limitations on me? You know, and then we did that or we do that or we underestimate it. And then because he's smiling all the time the Joker, uh, I would think he's not not that serious. And then we learn, Chris, that no no
2: no. Make some phone calls, send some texts, listen to some people and you're like, oh no, no. It's very serious. It's as real as it gets. And I hope everyone listening realizes that now.
1: I it's- think we, we we pref we set it up last week and then now it's like boom, hammer.
2: We might have set it up, Mike, but as I was telling you, pre production, there are folks out there they are gonna you guys are crazy. This didn't happen. Russ is fine. They're going to go to a Super Bowl in the next 2-3 seasons and things will be back to normal. In that situation, I don't know if that's accurate. Russ has he's done everything he can for the most part. He's been a exemplary, a great student of the game, a great player, but he wants to win really bad. And you touched on it. Yeah. Being at that Super Bowl, not playing in it, watching Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady go at it, I know he was fuming to the point where he probably wanted to just throw on a jersey and just fill in if he could.
1: Well, not for Mahomes because he didn't the, care. The, the whole line was pretty. Well, He's he's been Mahomes.
2: He's in, been Mahomes, but he wants to be in that moment again. That's true. He doesn't, he, if he's in the moment, make a play. <laughs> he's going to the next play. That's how Russ takes it. He's down 16, the team's down 16 0. Hey, we'll get, it, we'll get it going next time, guys. We know the drill. We got time. We'll win this game still. That's Russ's mentality. And I know he was... His wife probably had to hold him back. He was probably, I want to go out. No, this is not your team. Yeah, yeah. Keep your suit on. He, he good. wants to play. That's the type of personality he has. And he does put a smile on the face. And hearing that he stormed out of a meeting. Oh, oh yeah. Just being that mad. Oof. I, For me, reading that, it was... Okay... I can't imagine Russ being mad. I mean, think about it. How many times have you seen Russ pissed off in a meeting where you're like, or a press conference where you're like, "Oh yeah, Russ is hot." How many times, Mike, in your that you've seen him these last since you've been covering the team? Zero. I've
1: never seen him upset
2: ever. And then to read the words that he brought an idea about how the offense should go about it this week, and they're like, "Hey, take. We're good. We're not going to do it your way," and he storms off. I don't know about you guys. I don't know about Mike. I can't envision that. There is nothing that I've seen since I've been watching Russ prior to the Man to Man podcast and now in the Man to Man podcast that leads me to believe that he could do something like that. But based on the information, based on what we've seen, based on the fact that he was balling the first few weeks, first eight weeks in NFL season, Pete Carroll had to step in take the reins. It all makes sense. Pete has never, Russ has never been the guy to go out there and wear his heart on his sleeve. You don't see the emotion of anger and up and, and failure. You only see the happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. And that could be a gift and a curse. A gift because when he's winning, guess what? He's out there praising, he's happy. When he's losing, it's the same thing.
1: Yeah, never too high, never too low. Yeah, even kill. you never yeah. can tell. Stay the, neutral, like Russ says. The yeah.
2: water can be boiling. If there's no bubbles, it's not boiling, right? Well, with Russ, it's the exact opposite. The water is boiling, and the water is just sitting there. And you're like, is it hot? And you touch it, and it's scolding.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can't tell. Yeah, you cannot tell. It's like wearing a mask.
2: It's like wearing a it's mask. A
1: lot of superhero references that we got, <laughs> hey. we got going in the first <laughs> section of the show. <laughs> yeah, that was the one of the. There's like four things in there that were like kind of scene. Give,
2: give the other, given, give another one, Mike. What well, you was yeah,
1: it was like four like scene setters in there. Where I was like, I, I would like, and they were all like according to sources or whatever we put it in there. You guys, but <laughs> it was it was all. It was all stuff that we were we heard, like, there's three bylines on there, like, shout out to Mike and, and, and Jenks, too, um, for doing their reporting that they did on this. But it really was, like, four of them that were just like, man, they do a good job of uh, masking stuff up. But you can see how things have gotten to this point, how they bubbled. Yes. You know, like, yeah, it wasn't just, like, for the restaurant at that meeting. It wasn't just that, like, oh, you guys didn't, you know, I, I don't feel like my opinion's being validated here, so I'm out. It was like, no, it's, it's deeper than that. It's like for the last few years, Russ sees himself in a certain way. And this is coming from the Russ side. We'll talk about the team side of this a little bit, but a little bit later, that is. But like, and if you're Russ, you're like, look, I've been balling. He's going into year 10, he's been to Pro Bowl eight times.
2: We fly high, no lie, you know this. Yeah,
1: he's been balling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, he just has, right? 2015, balling. Um, 2016 behind a bad o line the worst in the league arguably i can't remember who his left tackle was that oh it was a uh, uh, undrafted cat um, 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 george fan right so i give, you get, I give him george fan and whoever else and worst o line in the league right next year uh george goes down ricio is left tackle Jermaine footage right tackle Cha Jermaine, nice dude great dude that was a very battle line, right? So I didn't need to trade for Dwayne Brown. So you got Russ with a bad knee, and a bad ankle in 2016, playing on behind a battle line with no run game. Remember Marshawn retired, um, and then you got 2017 doing basically the same thing with a worse run game, um, and another not good left tackle before they get Dwayne Brown and just battle line in general. And then um, in 2018, you know Pete's solution to um, The the offensive struggles in 2016 and 17, Pete looked at that situation and was like, you know what, this, you know, we'll fix this? A better run game. Not a better O line, a better run game. And on its face, that's not stupid. That's not, that's fine. Whatever. Don't care. But if I'm the guy getting hit in the mouth, and for two years we can't run the ball and I'm getting hit in the mouth, and all you want to fix is the running part, I am going to be upset. Especially when you talk about changing coaches to challenge me. Remember he said that about hiring Shotty? And he was like, yeah, we need Russ to be challenged like he's never challenged before. If I'm Russ, what the hell you mean, man? I just played behind one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Is that not a challenge? Yeah, that was challenging as hell, Pete. Why don't you try it? <laughs> you know, like, I, I I can honestly understand both sides of that. Um, so that's your 2018 season. And then you become the most run-heavy team in the league. All right? And then you're 2019. And you're still, you know, pretty run-heavy. But the O-line is still not where it needs to be, you know, and then what do they do in the offseason? They don't do anything, like, that makes you think the o is gonna be significantly better. Like, maybe it gets a little bit better, but, like, how many people, even though these are all good people I'm about to name, like, as humans, I don't know about football players, but, like, how many people were like, oh, okay, o is gonna be straight now. We brought back J.R. Sweezy. Oh, the O-line's gonna be great now. We we, we signed DJ Fluker. Oh, the o is gonna be cool now. We we brought in Luke Jokel, or Odey Abushi, or Mike Ayupati. Actually, I might have been Uh, up on that signing but you get you get the gist right like there's nothing they really do if i'm russell to be like okay what the hell you know that is his reaction what the hell i keep getting smacked in the mouth what are you guys doing about it you're just running it more like pete's solution to these things is running the rock essentially and that if i'm the guy whose job is to throw the rock that is going to frustrate me so if we get to 2020 Mm. and i have the best start to a season in my career and then you pull it back, you scale it back after some turnovers, um, and then on top of that, we get in a meeting, and it's just like, I, if my if I do feel my opinion matters, when it's like I'm the guy who has to out there and go execute this stuff, and who's getting who's getting hit and carrying the team for this many years. Okay, man, screw this, I'm out. I think that all led to him bouncing. Not we're just not just whoever in the room was like, yeah, we don't really value what you're saying right now. It like, was a build up. Yeah, it was exactly there. Was, there's was more there than just that individual moment, and I think I, I think that's all that's in there. I haven't I haven't seen the final draft, guys, but the time we're recording. But I'm pretty sure I get the gist. Um, like that that is very frustrating. Yeah. That is legit. Like even though there's some holes in the argument, there you got to just see it from how he's seeing it. That would make you storm at a V room. Um, the same thing. Uh, the other thing that I thought was very interesting was the Super Bowl. Right, hearing that there was on the part of Russ's camp people who reached out during the Super Bowl, this last one, Brady and Tom, or was the other dude, <laughs> Mahomes? Yeah, Brady Mahomes. How did I get forget Mahomes? <laughs> what the hell? Because um, Tom Brady's a great. That they reportedly, or not reportedly, because we're reporting it, but according to some people familiar, whatever, um, reached out to Seahawks and like, hey, can we can we know what's up? You know, we're watching Brady perform with a great old line right now at age fifty seven. Um, <laughs> can we he, get Russ some help? <laughs> Right. Russ wants to play that he's 58 because of this now. Um, Can we get some online help, please? It's like, ah, yeah, we got it. Okay, who? Who are we going to get? Please, like, tell, how are we going to fix this? Don't worry, we got it. That's not good enough, man. Like, we've heard that for the and, last nine years. Yeah, and you know, like it's just, it's just not. And I can understand that. Even if I have said before, and we've said on this podcast a million times, sacks are indeed a quarterback stat, and your quarterback does influence his own pressure rates and his sack numbers. He influences them. He does not entirely dictate them. I understand that. At the same time, that is very easy to me to say from Chris's couch, and not as easy to say if I'm getting hit in the mouth by Aaron Donald every year. Like I, I, I get why, if you're Russ's camp, you don't really want to trust, and this is why it goes back to faith you don't really want to trust like hey if we call you and say yo or even send a text doesn't matter say yo what's up with the o-line Are we gonna be better in 2021 it's like yeah we'll see we'll see excuse me you'll see or you'll see do you want to we see we got this. Uniform? yeah it's just like exactly <laughs> and there we go with the trade stuff that's a good segue because that was the other one that it was just a coincidence. And we mentioned CBS and Jason Lock and like a gazillion times in this. Uh, But as you can see why, he reported, Chris, the morning of the Super Bowl that teams are calling um, about Russ. The morning of the Super Bowl, he reports that. And the next day, he has a tweet, oh, Russ's camp is pretty frustrated. Um, And then the next day, uh, or uh, in his initial report, he lists a bunch of teams, right? And then we, and then, after after the frustration thing, he's got a report, specifically I think about the Raiders, and you go back and look at all the times that Jason Lock and Ford has had all these leaks and rumors, it's just like, hmm, because we got trade talks, we got a list of teams. And we got, we got rumors of frustration. I don't know about you, Chris, but that sounds a lot like a trade request.
2: <laughs> a lot like a trade request. And may, you
1: know, it may not be a formal one, quote-unquote, like maybe Deshaun Watson in the head, but that does not sound like a dude who wants to stay very long.
2: It reminds me of the Source Rewards in the, I want to say, mid-90s with Suge Knight. And he comes up on stage. It's all about it's all about East Coast and West Coast rap, right? Mm-hmm. And he At goes the time, up on stage. Yeah. If you want to drop albums, don't want, to, don't want your CEOs rubbing their hands on your videos, why don't you come over here to death row? Mm-hmm. Well, Russ is like, damn, I need to get out of here. So you got all these, you got, let's say 29 teams calling. If you want to come out here and throw dimes, Russ, you don't want Pete all up in your offense mm-hmm. trying to run the ball. Meddling. Why don't you come to this team? Mm-hmm. We'll let you cook. That cook index gonna be up for you next season. We <laughs> guarantee to you that you gonna be cooking, fam. We are gonna get you ten wins, and we are gonna make a playoff push. And with you, anything is possible. We gonna go to the Super
1: Bowl. The Super Bowl yeah. is where they.
2: That's but yes, and that's what other teams are throwing at Russ right
1: now. Well, and, they can't officially do it, but like, yeah. But that's the. It sounds like Russ would at least listen in that's a way the thing. that way. I don't. I don't know that's if he would have listened thing. in years past. He sounds like he's willing to that's listen if thing. somebody. He's called.
2: willing to put his ear to the streets. Oh, I like what I'm hearing. Hey, after my contract's up,
1: <laughs> you can pull Earl Thomas. Yo, okay, you know what? I'm gonna give you another movie reference. This is—I know that's not a movie reference. That's more of a, uh, de- a death row reference, but it reminds me of in the movie Drumline with Nick Cannon. Um, he plays for, I think, Atlanta AT. Yes, um, sir. Look at you. And they—they they have a. Oh, this is such a great analogy. I don't know why we didn't think of this earlier. They play. Uh, Nick Cannon goes to a historically black college, and he's on the he's on the drum line, and his drum. Or the leader of the band, the band director is very conservative. Actually, he likes to oh. play. He likes to play old music. <laughs> this is perfect. I know it is right. As I'm, I'm talking myself through it, I'm like, this is freaking I can genius up there. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He wants to play old school music. He doesn't want a more modern sound. He wants to play old jams and be a more classical approach to uh, the drum line, the whole band, right? And there's the rival band. Uh, I think it's Morris Brown. Yes, sir. There's uh, the school there? Morris Brown, and their band director Flashy. is fun. They're playing the <laughs> hottest hits. You know, they're playing. You, Whatever is hot at the time, the movie's made in the mid two thousands. So whatever's hot, they're playing the up tempo, the fun stuff. Yeah, they was playing yeah, all the jams, right and. What did uh what did Nick Cannon's character eventually go do like when he was frustrated or was like basically cast out of uh Atlanta A and T? He went to the other band director and said, Mister Wade, maybe there's room on me for your ba- uh, maybe There's room uh, for me on your band next year.
2: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Let me talk to some of my people. We, we might be able to work something out.
1: Yeah, that is where Russ is at right now. Russ is trying to play for Morris Brown. <laughs>
2: You ain't lying, man. That wow, we really skipped on that one. Yeah, no, that I don't know hurts. how we didn't think of that. That is uh, the pr-
1: analogy sooner. Yeah, hey, no, that's it. That's the one.
2: Cable Thanos. We need you to grab a few clips. Oh, that'd be great. Put Pete's head on Orlando Jones' character, and put uh, put, put Russ on Nick Cannon.
1: So who would be who would be Mr. Wade on that? We could be Sean Payton or somebody. John Gruden. Why what, not John? Gruden? Whoever's in the list that uh, Lock of four reported, uh, <laughs> because that is where that's where Russ is at. Russ won't play for uh, he won't play for the band
2: that's you know playing that's the jams. You can, yeah, you want to be up to date. You want to be where you have an opportunity to win because that's what it's all about in Drumline. Uh, winning yes. that classic
1: and. I think it's also important to hear from like the team's view and we don't quote Pete or John or anyone in the, within the organization directly or nothing like that. Um, and I personally have not you know, spoken to those two individuals in particular about this topic. But I mean, I can get where they're coming from, too. Right. Like you win a Super Bowl with Russ on a r- rookie deal. Right? But Russ wasn't the only one on the rookie do. I think people forget about that um, when they talk about how much Russ makes. And like, you can't, what's the, there's some stat floating out there like a quarterback has never won a Super Bowl when he makes X amount percent of the cap. It's like 17, 15%. I don't know. Probably fine. It's stupid, whatever it is. Because Russ wasn't the only one on the cheap. The, and for the most part, when your team wins a Super Bowl, the quarterback is probably not going to be the only one on the cheap. There's probably going to be defensive linemen, corners tackles running backs somebody of value receivers playing for the low that's just kind of how the system works because you have to draft well to build a champion you don't just pay everyone so like it wasn't just that russ was on the cheap the year they were went to won the super bowl um all the receivers were on the cheap i think like all of them (laughs) like golden tate
2: remember chris matthews
1: uh yeah chris (laughs) matthews golden it'd be even like doug golden tate oh you mentioned uh, cheap yeah, I think the I think the exception would probably be Percy Harvin, um, but yeah, they gave him
2: a big deal. Yeah,
1: they did. Yeah, I think it was like six years. But for the most part, all the receivers were on the cheap. Um, I think
0: Marshawn was beyond his rookie deal, so he was making money. But like, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. The defense
1: was all, Bobby, rookie deal. KJ, rookie deal. Earl, rookie deal. I don't, Cam, I'm not sure. Um, I think he might have been on a rookie deal too. But the point is, all these guys were basically on rookie deals or for bargains like uh, Michael Bennett was and Cliff Averill was coming over in free agency. There was a bunch of people that had to get paid that have led to this point. And the organization made the choice to invest in all of those guys and let dudes like Russell Okun walk or who else walked it from the, uh, James Carpenter, whoever, else, you know, Trade Max Unger, like they, they made those calls, right, and they did those, I'm sure, in the name of like, look, we knew we had to pay you, Russ, and we had to keep Bobby, we had to keep Earl, we had to keep Cam, we had to keep Richard Sherman, like we had to keep these guys, KJ, Mike B, like we had to do it. That's, that, that's what they feel like, right or wrong, I could see that, and on top of that, Pete, has had a successful team when he's played elite defense and ran the ball well, <laughs> right? And he's seen Russ be really good when the team ran the ball really well, right? Like, I think in Russ's two seasons, what are Russ's two best seasons, 2015 and what, 2019
2: maybe? I, I would, or 2018. Uh, okay, I'll go 2019. And, 2018 was good.
1: Yeah, both of the all three of those. Say those are all his top three. Okay. For Pete, it's like, well, we ran the ball really well in all those years. Like that was the year the year of Thomas Rawls and those were two really healthy years of Chris Carson. I think he missed 3 total games in those two spans, 2018 and 19 or something like that. Like he was very durable. So that's kind of how Pete sees. It. And then he's like, "Look at your style of play, dude. You back there running around, triple axeling in the backfield. That's what we meant by someone challenge you. We need somebody to get you to stop doing that." And what happened? He stopped doing it. Yeah. You know. Um so These that, are that
2: first 8 Weeks of the season, he did.
1: Uh, well, in general, you don't really don't see Russ back there, like... Too much. Taking... He deal, he takes really long sacks, though. He does. But I think Josh Allen has replaced him as the guy who takes the long ones. This Josh man. Allen takes a 30-yard sacks. <laughs> Mahomes has done a couple of them, too, where it's like, you guys got to stop doing that. Uh, but those are guys on their rookie deals. I bet you it'll change um, after a while. But I think, like, from the team's view, it's like we, we had to make tough decisions, which we feel makes sense at the time. You, Russ, play a certain way. We have to, you know, manipulate our offense, and we ultimately think that you are best suited in an offense that is more run-heavy, and we play action the hell out of people because we need to move the pocket for you anyway. So we might as well set up the play action with the run. Again, I don't think that's smart, but I'm I'm putting my Pete hat on here. Uh, I, I can feel them. I can feel them in that way, and I can also feel them, like, I think part of what we said in the headline to this story or implied in there is, like, Russ wants more control. He said that. Didn't he say that? Dan Patrick somewhere. He wants more personnel. He wants to be a part of decision
2: making. Yeah, that's the gist of it. I,
1: I can also see them being like,
2: "No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, we got this." You yeah, watch. I can
1: see them being like, "No, whether we got it or not, this is our job."
2: I, yeah, we'll, we we will do this. Maybe it's a I don't. Maybe it's a pride thing. Like to your point, we got this. We don't. We well, don't need I think, you. I think that's just the way of doing business, though. Like,
1: Mahomes can walk in there and ask... Uh, I Andy. think their, no, their they're, they're GM's name is something. I want to say like Brett Veach or something. Like, whoever their GM's okay. name is. He can ask the GM. He can ask for whatever. Aaron Rodgers could ask for whatever. Um, I mean, Tom Brady realistically got to pick, what, two people? Gronk, Gronk and AB. A, a, a. B., now, yeah. those are two important people, I would say. And who else wanted AB? Uh, yeah, that was the other part of why that he was ooh. so upset. How the did the Russ feel
2: when he saw AB catch that touchdown?
1: Okay, yeah, I tweeted about that <laughs> when it happened in real time, but I didn't realize. I tweeted it almost like as a joke. And I didn't realize that. No, no, no. Russ was actually as angry as I was joking about. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I didn't realize at the time. Um, but, like, it's not like Tom Brady. And that was Tom Brady. He got that type of power. Let's say he did hand pick the team, right? That's the people are running with as a narrative. He hand picked a team. Really picked like two guys. But either way, that's two more than most Rusted. people get to pick. He picked Greg, Greg Olson. So that's at least one. Um, but my point is that Tom Brady got to do that after 20 years in the league and six championships. Yeah. So, yes, you do get to do that when you earn those type of things. Again, this is from the team's view. Like, you want to be Tom. If you're talking to the rest, like, oh, I want to be, you know, Tom Brady. You want that type of control. You want – he mentioned LeBron James. Like, bro, LeBron James has won how many MVPs? Five. Uh, yeah, I think five, four or five. Um, He's won four or five MVPs, four, four, champ- four championships. Four NBA finals. Yeah. or uh, Finals, uh, MVPs, excuse me. Yeah, it's just like – well, at that point, yeah, he's going to get to pick the – have, have a say in things, right? Yep. You know, I think if I'm, the, if I'm the Seahawks, I'm just like, well, we're going to do what we think is best. Not like they're like intentionally sabotaging his career. Pete, Pete wants to win too. He named his book yeah. Win Forever. But he's just going to do it the way he wants to do it, and he doesn't necessarily feel like he needs any anybody's opinion unless he asks for it. Did you read that book? No.
2: I wonder um, how many times he has run in there.
1: Um, I need to read it. It's on my list of things to do. I just think it's going to suck. But I'll – I'll get to it eventually. But, like, in Pete's mind, they have a plan to fix it. They feel confident in their plan. And, yeah, they do consult Russ. They do consult Bobby. They do consult Dwayne Brown on moves, you know, KJ Wright. They do get a heads up on the Jamal trade, the Quandre trade, the J.D. Uh, Clowney trade, Dwayne Brown trade. But I can see why if any player comes in and be like, so what are we going to do to get better? And be like, well, worry about what you can control. Mm. I get that. That's actually really normal in the NFL and not a diss to Russ's abilities at all. Yeah. I can also see. But Russ is like, screw that. It's, <laughs> it's somewhere in the middle. Let me pick some linemen because my head hurts it's somewhere, every Monday
2: morning. <laughs> it's somewhere in the middle, yeah. they Russ sees it as one thing, and he thinks that his input could help the team. And the Seahawks organization, Russ, Pete, or excuse me, Pete, Schneider, they believe they have the formula. They just have to run the ball better. And if they can do that, Russ, we will be in the promised land again. And Russ, he is not liking the Kool-Aid anymore. He's, I've tasted it. It's not the best.
1: No, it hurts. It hurts and, every Monday <laughs> when he tries to get out of bed. Okay, yeah, it's a painful-ass
2: Kool-Aid. And he wants to be a part of that. He he compares himself to the greats, and you mentioned it earlier, and he really believes that he's there. He needs to prove it more and win a championship or two. Two more championships he can be in that discussion. But even with Breeze, how many championships did he have? He has one. Yeah, that's the thing. That's interesting about how he compares himself to Drew Brees. Drew Brees ain't won a damn thing either. (laughs) And maybe that's on the side of, I'm closer to Brees than I am Brady or LeBron. I mean, those guys are multiple winners. They've won multiple championships. Brady and LeBron have done it with two different franchises.
1: And I think he points to them as like, that's the other example I think he'd be comfortable leaving. Because he does love Seattle.
2: Yeah, but when it comes down to winning, he's willing to make that next step. If it's going to be... I mean, damn! I would hate for him to go to Los Angeles Rams. I mean, that would sting a little bit. Stay in division and go to just. Oh
1: man, it would burn.
2: I, 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 that offense probably would be crazy. I don't know what. The, I mean, him and Cooper Cup might light things up, but, damn, Seahawks fans are going to hate that.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, let's send him somewhere else in your hypothetical. <laughs> send him to New York or something.
2: Like I said earlier, the Jets were off wax. I said you can go to the Jets. Sure, because they can build. They have some solid pieces already.
1: Oh, can I let me interject real quick because yep. we just talked about New York. Remember there was that New York rumor. Um, it was like, Colin was it? it was, it was Cause Kyle it's Colin. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah Kyle okay. Hart. Um, and I think we mentioned that in the story as well. I, this is not to d- dig into the weeds of the validity of that particular rumor, but I do think that, and I tweeted this to, I replied to someone, whoever it was, I can't remember, but I said, if you want to know what Russell thinks about something, watch cowherd show. Mm. Um, and it's not to say that like everything that Colin says is okayed by Russell. I do not believe that's the case. Do not get me wrong on that. I do not believe he's just saying, Hey, Colin, say this. And Colin says it. But, um, as you guys supply a piece together from reading the piece or just even on twitter I'm, some people have figured it out i don't reply to them cuz they're right but they i see what you guys are tweeting me you're right like when you see stuff from certain talking heads or certain reporters don't dismiss it just because they may have been wrong before or uh, about something else before or you think that it doesn't fit the narrative you have for the person they're reporting on no assume that these guys are informed yeah. Assume that they have talked to people that you have not talked to. <laughs> I'm serious. Whether that's Lock and Forward report or Tom Palisero, NFL Network, or Colin Cowherd's little monologues or uh, Brandon Marshall's monologues, like it's was powerful. Yeah, it's just like I never. If you notice on Twitter, the reason I'm drinking is because I'm not talking about the validity of the thing. I don't know who's right or who's wrong necessarily, but I do know that it's like not an accident that it's coming out and it's coming out that way. Like of all the I go through my timeline over the last, like, let's say two weeks, and go look at all the times that I have quote tweeted or retweeted or posted a video from, like, a Brandon Marshall, a Nick Wright, Colin Cowherd. Now go look at if any of those said anything nice about Pete Carroll. Hmm. Right. Okay, then. Do you think that's an accident? Do you think that's an accident, Chris? That it's ain't not, said a damn thing nice about the winningest coach in franchise history.
2: It's not an accident. No. That, it's just
1: facts. Right, yeah, it's like, go find me the, 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 the pro-Pete sentiments in any of those spiels, right? And I'm not necessarily, I don't care that that's that not included, but I'm just saying, like, that's not an accident, you know? So I'm just like, oh, here we go again. Let me pour up. Let me pour up a glass. Uh, so I would I would advise anyone, like, don't just dismiss those entirely because, oh, Brandon Marshall was only here for a few months. It's just like, that doesn't matter, right? It's It's relevant. Right, because what's the, what we say last last show, either it's true or someone wants to think it's true. And I think now I feel more comfortable saying you guys can probably figure out who wants us to think some stuff is true and why they want us to think that. And it's because, Chris, I don't think Russ wants to be here anymore. And this is no one told me this in particular. I'm very, very serious this time. But I just don't think he wants to be like, is this how someone behaves? They want to be here? You know what I
2: mean? No, everything you're seeing from Russ indicates his time's up. He doesn't want to play with the Seahawks. He has done everything he could to make it work. But it got to a point where you guys don't want to rock with me? Well, I don't want to rock with Charlie well, they, either. they do want him, for sure. sure or, they're not showing it by the actions. By, hey, this is what I want to do offensively. I think this will work. Thanks, pal. We'll we'll take a look at it. But we, we think we're going to go down this road. Or
1: we'll give it eight games and and, and and quit after the Buffalo game. And
2: for him, that's like, damn, that's how you guys are feeling? That's really what we're doing right now? You got me the weapons, offensively with DK and Tyler Lockett. I can clearly get the ball to them. We're, we're moving it. Why do we need to take a step back? Because I have a few hiccups. After eight games. Or nine games, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. Let me make those mistakes and improve on them. That's what greats do. When Tom Brady and the Bucs were sucking, do you think Bruce Aarons came in and was like, Tom, you... <laughs> He probably, you know, he probably cussed him out a little bit. No, but that's fine. Cussing him out completely yeah, different you than do that we're going to just run the ball to Leonard Fournette and uh, Ronald Jones. We're just going to allow those guys to establish the running game because I want to play action pass. We just got AB, a deep threat, Mike Evans. We can use him in the red zone. We'll do it that way. Chris right. Godwin, we'll, we'll do it that way. Damn, their Bucks were so loaded. Jeez. No, they go, didn't do that. Go ahead, they, go ahead. They stayed the course and they said, Yeah, Tom Brady's struggling right now. We need him to pick it up. And what did he do? He picked it up. And you know who else picked it up? Their defense picked it up. You know who else picked it up? The wide receivers, the running backs. Everyone pitched in. The old line started playing better. And next thing you know, fast forward, they're in the Super Bowl and they're clearly the best team. And it's not even close. Their defense shut down Mahomes. But it was all because A, they didn't just give up on Brady when it was when times were rough. I'm not saying the sales gave up on Russ, but you could see it was like, mm, Russ, you're struggling. Let's go back to Pete's way.
1: Oh, you know what? I want to, I want to, I keep interjecting, but I think to that point though, they say that they didn't give up on Russ. That is correct. They did not by changing the offense. However, you could see how Russ could perceive it that way.
2: Yes. And that's what I was pointing to. That's probably
1: more important than whether they actually did is if the Russ, the guy who's throwing it, that's how he perceives that they, that by scaling back on the throwing, you are by, by extension scaling back on me and my abilities. Just go.
2: I don't like that. Just watch all the interviews. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Those interviews tell you the story of how things have gone for the twenty twenty campaign. They hit
1: so different once you like call some people and then go listen to an old Rush press conference, you'll be like, Oh damn.
2: Yeah, he is I get it. He is telling you the story. It's almost when you listen to music and you hear stories and then you see a music video, it's like, Oh damn, that song makes perfect sense now with this music video. Russ has dropped a crazy eight minute music video from week one till right now. And you get to see it all on these other on all these shows. We mentioned him last episode. He went on what a a tour, yeah. And he just spilled everything he was feeling. Well, it was kind of coded. You had to dig through it you, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you got to. You got to go on. Rap Genius, look at the lyrics. What is he saying? Okay, got it. Oh, that makes sense. Watch the video. Oh, damn, that's crazy. Wow, Russ is not happy right now, and it has all come back. And the Seahawks are now wondering. Is there anything we can do at this point? There might be a few solutions. Getting an old line would help. That's for sure. Getting an old line that he is comfortable with. Because let's say the Seahawks go out and they have this old line where they are establishing the run. And they end up back in the Super Bowl. Okay. Russ is like, I didn't throw the ball crazy. But you know what? I also wasn't hit 400 times. Yeah, it's about I the was, hits. Yeah, I was hit 200.
1: The hits and the wins.
2: They cut it down in half. I was able to throw it a little bit. We ran it more than I would like to. But we also are back in the Super Bowl, where they win or lose. They're they're back. Yeah, that's where that's in. where he wants to be. He doesn't want to be in a suit where Roger Goodell talking about oh Walter Payton Man of the Year, congratulations. I know you want to be out there, but let's talk about this award and what you did in the community. Nah, 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 nah. nah. nah I don't we hear can that. talk about that in the off after our hoist of Lombardi. Yeah, that's where his mindset is.
1: Mm.
2: I don't. I, what's next? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's
1: the question I had when I was like kind of done with the with the story or I say we, we, we we're done kind of done because that is the the real question like what does happen next I will say this it is almost as simple as Russ is just tired of losing so if they do things that make them win that'll repair the kind of the what I what I would call like disconnect or the rift, I think. Because they just want to win. Right? Winning does cure a lot of things. It doesn't cure everything. Because what I think is interesting, and this is kind of me just kind of psychoanalyzing Russell a little bit, which is fine. To see yourself as like a to want to be like Brady, the greatest, the goat. Everyone considers him the goat. I don't, but I whatever. Um Brady still left Belichick. After they won six ranks together and went to nine Super Bowls <laughs> together. Um, and won a gazillion division titles, and won a bunch of things. Just beat the hell out of the bills, and, and they and they and, and they left. He, I mean Brady left. He wasn't happy, even after all of that winning. Brady had what every quarterback in the league wants: a bunch of titles, celebrity, the, even the famous wife. Like other guys probably want that too. The money, the acknowledgement that you're the best. Brady had all of that, the respect of his peers. And he, he had all of those ass. things and still needed Damn. more. He still <laughs> had more that he desired. Like, he still was not happy enough to stay there with Hoodie Bill. Like, I think that's honestly, if I was to talk to not just Russell, but a lot of these quarterbacks or any athlete just chasing, you put some like – um you try to fill someone else's shoes or chase someone else or put some like, you try to quantify what happiness will look like. If I get this many rings, I'll be happy. If I make this many Pro Bowls, if I make this, if people people acknowledge I'm the best point guard ever, like those things are not going
2: to make you happy. It's almost to the, oh, money makes you happy. Then you get the money, you're like,
1: yeah, you just find another thing to that you have to chase. And I think another good example, this is on the NBA side, I know it's a Seahawks podcast, but I think Kevin Durant's a good example too. Oh. You can tell he thought going to Golden State, beating <laughs> LeBron, winning some championships, Everybody like, oh, I'm the best now. And we were just no. like, no,
2: not really. LeBron but, gave you guys 50, he just well, didn't have. Well, even then, we,
1: we just found someone else to make the argument. Oh, well, maybe Kawhi is now. Or maybe it's Giannis.
2: You know how much that had to hurt.
1: Or maybe it's Harden. Or maybe it's still LeBron, which it probably is. Hmm. You know, and I know how much that hurt. You can tell us why he still Left. has a, he still has a burner account, which is <laughs> weirdo move. But I think Russ is probably in the same boat in terms of what's next for him specifically. Like even if Russ was to fix this thing, actually, let's say he leaves. This is better for the example. Say he goes to the Raiders in a big trade, whatever, and the Raiders win three championships in eight years. Right. And Russ is, and Russ wins Super MVP all three times. He's got four rings. He's acknowledged as well. He makes like eight more Pro Bowls. So that's that's 16 Pro Bowls or whatever like that. Yeah. Surefire Hall of Famer in the conversation as the GOAT, four rings. Probably won't talk about him with Brady, but you know what I mean? Like he's up there. He'll be in the Montana conversations and whatever. He'll get there. He's there. Probably still won't be happy. He'll just find a new thing. That he needs to fill the whatever void is there, like I think that's again this is me psycho guy who took five psychology classes in college, <laughs> didn't get the sixth one for the minor uh, on my degree, but that I do think that's what's gonna happen here. There will be no thing that he ta- attains, no Pro Bowls, no amount of wins, no Super Bowls, no anything, no amount of fame or commercials or endorsements or whatever, charities, whatever. There will be no thing that quantifies the happiness. It's never, it's not gonna be tangible um, for anybody. Uh, I don't think that's specific to athletes, but I think because we're talking about Russ Seahawks podcast, after all, that's going to be a problem for him. Now, as far as the the football part of it, no, I do not think Russ plays for someone else in 2021. I think that if the Seahawks were going to do that. I think they'd make more of a concerted effort to do it, even behind the scenes, we'd we'd hear about it from what I can gather now, like they don't want him gone Um, even the times that they've like showed interest, I think they were just kind of doing their due diligence as, um, you know, we reported that they were, they liked my homes. They would have took my homes if he'd have fell to them at whatever pick they had in 2017. I don't remember now, but, um, they would have took them, um, due diligence. It's just how, how the business goes. And honestly, looking back at that, that have been a good move, Chris. To take Patrick Mahomes. That just kind of would have been.
2: Depending on the old line, I don't
1: know. Uh, well, <laughs> no, that's true too. Uh, but he would have been less expensive, and you wouldn't have to make the same call um, at the time too. I like how you um, that especially on because me. he would have been like, "What damn? What were they picking in 2017? Probably like 26 or something like that." I was there? I thought a, it
2: was 23rd, but you know what? Let's go with we, I, we have I think Google
1: t- 26 sounds right. Let's say they started with a 26 pick, um, like the 26th pick doesn't make that much. And if you're a quarterback, that's actually, that's great. It's better than being the 10th pick or whatever Mahomes was, twelve or whatever. Um, so, um, I will say this. That's part of their due diligence. Going to Josh Allen's Pro Day in 2018, part of their due diligence. Talking to the Browns about possibly trading Russ for the number one overall pick, due diligence. Do I, do I necessarily like, agree with those moves i don't think trading Russ for the number one at the time would have been a great move for however many picks you would have got back um but i do think you have to see what's out there you know every year with everybody the always compete thing does have to legit apply and i think that's pretty normal um
2: they had the 31st overall pick they traded it
1: no they they didn't start with 31 because that would have mean they lost the super bowl i think they started with 26
2: oh I, yeah I, you're right here it is i'm sorry sorry with t- First round, 26 overall. Yeah, okay. That's kind of what I figured.
1: It. Yeah, so they would have took Mahomes at, like, 26. Um, so, or they would have probably took Josh Allen if he'd have fell to them at 18, probably. And, again, probably, that would have looked like a decent move. But, like, those aren't, those aren't slights to Russell. I didn't perceive those as slights. I don't perceive – I still don't. Um, like, I think the Seahawks very much want Russell to be their quarterback, even at the price point, even with him doing all this talking. I do think they're – I do get the sense that they are legit frustrated with – uh so you can be frustrated. I know Russ is. I think they're legit frustrated about how he's going about it. Like, this oh, is just not, this is this does this is violate not, rule number
2: one. This is not the Seahawk way. Uh, no, I this don't, is not. I don't know if any team is comfortable with their player doing that, but there's bad order organizations out there they are like, you know what, screw it. Well, yeah. All but, of, all, all, all of these teams have a
1: little bit of issue with the guys going out there and doing this. And this is, to make another NBA example, like, Draymond Green spoke about this in the NBA. Mm. Whereas if a guy says he wants out, he's vilified. Um, whereas if the team leaks to, you know, our Shams, uh, for, how do you say Shams last name? I don't know. um, But if they leak to the Shams that they're shopping so-and-so, no one's mad at the team. Yeah. Right? Like, I do get that. You know, like, if, if it was out there that they were, um, the Seahawks were shopping Russell Wilson, people would be like, oh, man, um, how many picks can you get for him? Whatever. You know, like, they would be going into, like, that part of it. No one would be mad at the team for letting that get out there. But if Russell's like, I want out, it'd be like, wow, that's pretty selfish, Russ. Like, he'd, he'd be vilified. And I don't think. I don't think that's fair. I do think the partnership lasts because of the logistics this year, because the Seahawks are not going to get blown away with the offer that would match them and match Russ. Because remember, Russ has a no trade. That's also what's had me drinking. Wave that, that, excuse me. um, And again, I don't know if he's formally made a request, but I don't think it's necessarily coincidence that, Guy who reports the frustration also just happens to have a list of teams, you know, that same day. And then uh, also has another report about the Raiders, you know, a guy who's had a history reporting the feelings of Russell Wilson in his camp. I'm just going to let you guys uh, connect the dots there. Um, But I think it also has to make sense for Russ. And I don't think a lot of those teams necessarily do. Um, a ton if they do if they do make sense for Russ, I don't think they make sense for the Seahawks. Like, can you think of any team right now, and in terms of a trade where it would make sense for Russell Wilson, makes sense for the and makes sense for the
2: Seahawks? Like, that's very tough. The Raiders might be the only one, even but then. See, but it's why not... would the
1: Seahawks do that to get Derek Carr back and some picks? See, why would you do that? Why would you?
2: I just know the relationship with John Gruden and Russ is, but see, that like, what, what... I know the relationship with.
1: What you pick know. do the Raiders have this year? Like seventeen. So you're getting like a middle of the road pick this year, and maybe some picks next year. Um, There's not
2: a great answer to this question. I I'll think put it that way.
1: The best one. I can't remember if I've said this on air before or not. But I think the obvious one that people keep tweeting at me literally every day is Houston. You just swap Russ Whoa. with Deshaun. The Madden says, "Go ahead and
2: do it." <laughs> yeah, you can make the
1: math work on that. But the problem with that is, um, I don't. Why would Russ go there?
2: Yeah, the they're. Clearly rebuilding. Yeah. They They just gave, they just let JJ walk.
1: Yeah, they've got like this dude who runs prayer circles and all the trades. Like, no, this should be not one guy doing both of those jobs. So Houston's a mess, right? So why would Russell do that? The only other one that I could kind of think of, there's there's two more. But these are like really, really far off. Um, And I'm excluding all three team and four team trades because they make my brain hurt. Quite honestly, they just do. Um, One would be Jacksonville. Um, because they can offer the number one pick plus more. And the number one pick is super valuable because you can immediately get a quarterback, right? You can like, you just take Trevor. He's a lot, he's, he's very cheap. Well, actually not the number one overall pick actually costs a lot too, but you get my point. Um, you take Trevor Lawrence or whoever, I don't care who you like, but you take quarterback, you got a bunch of other picks, um, and you can kind of build there. Um, Maybe it makes sense for Russell, not because Jacksonville's close to winning a title necessarily, but maybe they're more likely to give him more power um, over there if they're gonna trade all those trade all those picks and stuff for him. Urban Meyer's like, yeah, cool, man. Like, let's do what you got to do. Um, and then Bevel's there, Shadi's there as well. So there's already some familiarity. So I think with two guys that he likes playing with. So I think there's that's like outside. I put the percentage that at like three percent, like very very low. Um, and then the other one is Dallas. Swap. The other one is you just swap Dak for Russ. You have Dak sign a tag, um, agree to basically get traded here, and then sign an extension to make the math work. Um, so he's on like a f- whatever deal worth like forty million bucks or something like that, and then Russ is, just fits right into Dallas. Um, like so, I think uh, I think that that makes a little sense. What, what percentage would you put on that?
2: I mean, if JJ was still in Houston, I'd like that one a lot. But that's irrelevant. So we're just gonna cross that off the list. The Dallas Cowboy one would, would for me, make the most sense. I don't. I think but see, Dak, even then, Dak, I don't know how likely that is, though. I mean, to be honest, I don't think any trade's likely at this point. It's. I mean, they could do it, but I honestly just think what's up next would be Russ just doesn't resign again. He's actually a free agent, and he's out. So you think he
1: plays two more years? He plays
2: two more years under contract with the Seahawks, and after that, it's out. I appreciate my time in Seattle. It have been 12 seasons, great seasons. I enjoyed my time, but I still got a lot left. There's differences between myself and the organization. Pete, I want to do it this way. Pete's looking at it this way. I want a little more say in what we're doing in the offense. I want to use the talent I got, what's left in the tank, and I want to throw the rock. What if they just keep saying no, though? Like it seemed like if that was gonna work, he'd be it'd be it would be fine. He wouldn't have
1: to go on Dan Patrick and say how frustrated he is or or, or things like that. That's what I I don't. How can they keep doing this? That's Easy, my other question.
2: Because Pete is your drum line analogy. Pete's, Pete's Doctor Lee. He's Doctor Lee. He doesn't want to – and I don't know if Pete is ever going to. It. I just you you saw it through eight through eight weeks last year, and you were thinking, oh man, this. defense sucks but you know what (laughs) if the office is playing like this they're gonna be in a lot of games uh yeah they were in every game and then except the buffalo game yeah that was ugly and then things switched he got his hands on it and he wasn't like he didn't like what he was seeing and that that was enough that 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 was the it just boiled over two years of rust man i hope i'm wrong but all pointers including the story what we've heard from Rudd, what we've seen on television, what we've heard from other reporters, it all indicates that he has two years left. He's going to play those two years out under the Pete Carroll way. He's going to do it. And then after that, He's gonna go test the market and see what's out there for him. He's gonna. Well, they could. I think they can still tag him that
1: uh, after that too, though. So they can keep him for another two years. I think. Um, so that would get ugly. It'd be like the Kirk Cousins game where he Ooh, played that with the Washington yeah. football team, and, and it how'd just. got um, <laughs> I mean, we're well, great for Kirk. I mean, he got the bag. Got paid and went to Minnesota. Well, he got the bag, got the bag, and then got another bag, and <laughs> then I think he's has since signed like another extension. What is Miss Minnesota doing anyway? That's the. Besides the point, but um, that, so yeah,
2: I think he is. I think I think so. You open. think he plays it
1: out? Yep. I think he's not the quarterback in twenty twenty two. I still, I think I said that last show too, and I'm, I'm kind of like doubling
2: down. Do so you give him just this year? Well,
1: because also, I think the only thing that can fix the Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll and Seahawks the the beef. I don't want to say it's Russ and Pete. It's just it's Russ and the whole thing. I don't think anything can fix it other than winning.
2: Winning ain't not true. That's Super Bowl. That's
1: all you got. If you do not win, th- this will not be fixed. You got to get to the Super Bowl again.
2: Well, I'll put it this way: Seahawks Russ is not going to be a Seahawk forever. Well, is, no, no, no. No one's
1: on their team forever. That is going
2: to be a Walter Jones, man. He made it.
1: Well, I'm talking about quarterbacks. Like <laughs> like even Peyton Manning ended up playing for the Broncos and Tom Brady's in Tampa. Yeah. And Drew Brees, I guess, is the cl- is a close one. But even then, like he started, well, he started, in, started in San Diego. San De- started, started yeah. in San Diego. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I'd be very, very, very surprised if he finished his career in Green Bay. Brett Favre didn't finish his career in it's Green Bay. There's a ton of examples going back years and years and years of guys. I mean, there probably is somebody I'm missing that played their whole isn't career. Isn't it crazy to think but- that
2: Russ is going to be out of here? Just considering... No, I think now that everything that I've learned, no, it's not even that crazy. To me, it still is because I've always envisioned three. Just if you drafted players that never left, like any sport, you got Kobe, you got Magic. I'm trying to think of anybody in the NFL that just never... Oh, Ray Lewis. I would say Russ is in that category. Well,
1: those are... it's, it's, It's quarterbacks, though. Quarterbacks are just a little different. I mean, even NFL players, it's still really rare... It uh, is.
2: I, I couldn't name a bunch. I, it's not like I came out and gave you ten names. Yeah, Ray
1: Lewis. Yeah, he did play the whole. I
2: mean, you, and even then, he's. I get. I get your point. Quarterbacks is more. It, it's just a lot different. It's not even close when it comes to other positions, like I mentioned with Ray Lewis at linebacker. Well, he plays linebacker, Chris. I get it, but even then, when you look at Russ, I swear you just see Seattle. That's no, you do. Me. You do. I do associate and Russ I with Seattle. Didn't think it would ever come to this, but now that I've seen all the evidence, information. I just don't see any way in hell he is here after his contract is up. And ultimately, you say next year. So he plays one more year here, and he's out. I'm sorry, Seahawks fans um no i mean well
1: yeah i guess this was this another doom and gloom oh, joint too. Well, i think we're being re- more just like honest than well, the, other, gloom. the last episode was a little bit more doom and gloom because we had to be more ominous because a lot of this information wasn't like already out yet let's this, just
2: be honest yeah
1: this one's a little bit more like
2: what song is it let's just be real i
1: don't know i just
2: hear it on you J- just made that up no it's on Jalen jacour i forget the song oh okay uh, I it's was, a song okay um i just don't remember it
1: i think yeah what what's next is an, at least the 2021 season and I, do th- I don't predict that. And from what I've heard, th- there's not going to be a return of let Russ Cook. Like, I think that's dead.
2: Well, then that is really unfortunate. I
1: think it's going to be a lot more with close to the 2019 season, which wasn't bad. They made a divisional round. Like, it was fine. Bad for Russ. Um, and Russ had a good year there, too, with like, 31 touchdowns, five picks. Like, it was really good. Um, so it's not, like, the worst thing in the world. But I do think they're not going to th- let Russ Cook's not getting a, a replay. That was it. The DJ played it once. Ain't nobody danced. That was it. Like, it's not running it back. That That's just kind of my read on the thing. So I don't think that that recipe will be enough to get back to the Super Bowl in 2021. And because they don't get back to Super Bowl in 2021, it's going to get even uglier. We'll be right, right back here next year talking like it might be just for real. Well, now that a lot of this is out, it's going to be hanging over Russ's head um like more media is gonna ask him about it let's remove us yeah like what do you you know and he's, he's gonna brush it off he's gonna brush it off i mean we don't call him directly in any of this and he can brush a lot of stuff off but i think the secret is basically out and a lot of people have known it already but now it's like more oh okay now nah, Russ, Russ, this is a thing that's a problem and the only thing that's going to solve it is getting back to a super bowl and i just don't see that happening a with this level of like kind of dis- dysfunction, but B with the the recipe that they have with Pete doing it this way because I think by Pete trying to re- uh, repeat uh, what he did in twenty thirteen and fourteen, and even twenty twelve to some extent, A they were spending a lot more on O line back then. I Think they were the most expensive O line in the league in twenty thirteen. Had a great defense. Um, and but yeah, but like to Russ's view, like you were spending on the O line. Yep. O line wasn't great, still wasn't good, but they bought they they spent money on guys like they did. Um, and that's kind of what Russ wants them to do, from what I have gathered. So I don't, I don't see how their current plan gets them back to the Super Bowl. And if it doesn't, I don't get how Russ can keep doing this. He's not gonna do ten. He's not gonna do another year. of this Think of where he's already at now. Last year it was to ask for superstars. Remember Jamal Adams? Check. Remember? Carlo, uh, remember? Uh, just even before they did that, it was like the hey. He got asked at the Pro Bowl, said, "Hey Russ, is it, can you guys get to the Super Bowl again?"
2: Yeah, we had Joe Fan on an episode, talked about it. He was
1: like, "No." We need more. We need more. He basically said the team wasn't good enough. And that was just last year. Now look what he's doing. Now he's just saying, I'm frustrated. He's he's specifically talking about the protection not being good enough. That was That's only a year removed from saying the team wasn't good enough to get to a championship. What do you think is going to happen if they do a Pete's way again in 2021 and they don't get there again? Now he's he might really just come out there and just start mentioning Pete by name. And then we get really ugly
2: and then somebody's got to go. This is as toxic as it can be.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it can be actually be a lot worse. And I've talked to some other people who have like explained to me like this is kind of run of the semi, sort of run of the mill stuff with just, just you know beef in organizations. Like guys don't always get along and they always agree. Don't see things out of eye. That part of it is pretty normal. Where I do think like the leaks and the rumors and the passive aggressiveness and uh, it being censored around the quarterback and the head coach having all the power that Pete Carroll does make this pretty unique as well. Um, Honestly, speaking to Pete Carroll, remember we joked about him, his kids being the only people he listened to. That Nate Carroll thing that we reported—that was, oh boy. Yeah, yeah, I can see why. Pete's like, "Come on, dog, always compete," and you got your. You mean Russ? But yep. or yeah. Oh yeah, Russ. Like you mean always compete, but you got your. Is your man's Let me over here?
2: My bags. Yeah,
1: this this your man's. You remember that? Yeah, he did LeBron gift. Yeah. Where he picks up his, he's like, all right, y'all y'all be I easy. I was a question
2: to ask him, but LeBron was like, all right, this interview's done.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't remember the question, but yeah, no, nah, that that if I'm Russ, like, come on, if I'm any
2: player, I'm like, is this your man's? And that's Pete, this see. your man's.
1: This is this is always compete, huh?
2: Okay. And that's when I saw LeBron James rocking shorts with a suit.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, and I, I,
2: that looks fly. You don't like that? I uh, wasn't. You don't pe- like the the suit shorts? What's I, it called? Is it? Don't even know what it's called. Neither do I, Mike. Wasn't feeling it. Continue. I
1: thought I think it's fly. I wanted to do that to go to a wedding last year, to, to do that. Um, I don't have the legs for that. Because okay. it's hot. And you get married in the summer, you want me to wear a t- or a suit? Like, what are we doing? It's 80
2: degrees. I'm got the AC on. Relax. It was outside wedding. Um,
1: you it, live in Seattle. It's, it was still hot. Any, <laughs> anyway, yes. I, I don't get how, I, how they can keep doing this this way with this stuff going on and Russell this frustrated and the organization uh, operating in a way that doesn't, like, make the best player on the team trust them to get a championship roster put together, I don't know how you can just keep doing it, even for two more years. So basically, that's just where we differ. You got you give them two years. I give, I give them. Two. I give them. I give them just one more. All right. If at, they don't win
2: at this point, what quarterbacks do we, we start throwing out there for the Seahawks to look at?
1: We just gave a good like uh, a couple options there. I gave them the Dallas option. I still like that one. The more I've talked myself into that, like which team says no to that? The Seahawks should do it. You get, Jack is you, younger. You, get you get a younger, not as good quarterback, but um. Shoot, one who wants to be there, at least.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least you say it like that. Yeah, you know. Hey, sign him up, man. Sign the contract, man. Yeah,
1: because for Dak, for Dak to have to do that, he would have to uh, sign the tag. So, yeah, he would at least – he'd have to sign it knowing he's coming to Seattle. So, yeah, that you get a guy who wants to be here. He's younger and pretty good. Dak's probably like a top seven guy um, who with potential to be higher because, like I say, he's only in year five maybe. Four or five, yeah. yeah, five or six or something, whatever. Like. I, I can I can buy that. And then if you're Dallas, of course you take Russell Wilson.
2: I mean, hell, he might say come get me this season.
1: Yeah, of course you, you know, and then if you're uh if you're Russ, you're you know, you're you're in a big media market. You're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. There's really nothing more nothing marketable than that particular uh, job. Um so you have that and you got weapons. Um I don't know how good their O line is, it's kinda of fallen apart in recent years. I know it was bad last year, but um you got weapons, you got C D, you got uh Michael Gallup. Gallup who crabtree yeah. no, not no no crabtree um, amari cooper cooper yeah me. and you you know you just got weapons right um you gotta fix the defense their defense is trash but Rust, he don't play defense so it doesn't matter so i think they've got the weapons there um and they've just got the cash the cachet isn't the word the juice the clout whatever like it's the cowboys you know like that one makes some sense for every party involved i think for dallas the seahawks and Russell and the other quarterback that they begin. But I don't think again, I don't think that one's very likely either, but I could see I, I can I see Russ in another jersey in twenty twenty two. I can't guarantee that, of course, but it's just signs got, point to yeah. it. Yeah. And <laughs> if it
2: ain't twenty twenty two, it is definitely gonna be after the twenty twenty two. Unless they season.
1: win. They gotta win. They gotta win a Super Bowl. That's just that's just what it's gonna have to be. There it is. Jane. See,
2: that wasn't that that wasn't that doomy and gloomy. Huh. You said he's out of here in twenty twenty two. But unless I mean, they win a Super Bowl. Chances of them winning a Super Bowl, Mike, are where? Percentage Um, wise, right now this team. Of course, we haven't seen what they've done with the office. Fifteen percent, maybe. There you go.
1: Yeah, they're one of like I think eight teams that are probably going to enter twenty twenty one with a legit shot. I would say I would put Green Bay. Um, I'll I'll just do the NFC real quick. Um, I'm going to scratch the Saints until I know who their quarterback is. But I would give um Green Bay a legit shot. Um, if Tom Brady is going to come back, so I give that team Rams a legit shot. Um, I give the Rams a legit shot. I give the Seahawks a legit shot. Was that four?
2: That's three. Green Bay, Rams, Seahawks. Who who who'd you say that I missed? Uh, Tampa Bay. Oh, Tampa I, Bay. I'll give,
1: give them. I give them a legit shot. Um, I I don't know about the Niners necessarily. Um, who else we got? I don't give, I don't give Detroit, that, I, Minnesota Bears, Washington, Philly, D- uh, Dallas Giants. Yeah, I guess. Okay, four. That's four. Yep. And the MC. And then I'll go to the AFC. Um, Baltimore, I give a good shot too. Um, Kansas City, obviously. Um, who else we got? Buffalo. Uh, yeah, yeah, Buffalo. A uh, legit shot.
2: And, and maybe Pittsburgh again.
1: No, nah, Big Ben's. They run the Big Ben thing back. <laughs> you can kiss, well, my
2: hope. <laughs> kiss that. That's
1: over. I saw them say, like, yeah, no, we want Big Ben in 2021. I was like, why? Why?
2: <laughs> For what? <laughs>
1: yeah, no, you see his arm? Um, So, what's four that? Four. That's seven. I don't think we found a fourth. Oh uh, yeah, we canceled. You I said, don't. No, I, I, the Browns would be the other team that would be kind of interesting. So, but no, I'd I'd say about. Don't know if I could trust Baker. Yeah, I don't know if I trust that. Um, but yeah. Oh, and I don't really necessarily trust Tennessee either. Um, so that's I, I, I give seven. Those are my seven teams that I give, um, a legit shot. Maybe seven, seven and a half with Tennessee. Well,
2: also if JJ Watt goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers or Buffalo. Oh, that's no,
1: I don't think that's enough to elevate Pittsburgh. It would elevate Buffalo, but
2: yeah. Mm. So I think there's. I guess the, Big Ben is big on the that. The Seahawks one.
1: will be one of seven teams next year that have a uh, outside to legit anywhere from outside to legit. There shot. you go. And that's that. That's decent, but I don't think they're gonna win it. So yeah, I think we're in a position where this is. Like I said, after the Rams game, a nightmare scenario for the Seahawks this offseason is they don't have any money, they don't have any picks, and I knew that behind the scenes was trash, too. So now they've got, like, to fix the situation with their quarterback in his camp, they've got to find a way to keep their defense, like, afloat while also fixing their offense, and they've got to find a way to find some young talent in the draft with only four picks, and they don't even pick till like, 55 or 56.
2: There's a meme that explains this in its entirety. The dumpster is on fire. Yeah,
1: no, it's it's it, it 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 is that. Not to say that they can't have another successful season, but like as we've, I think I asked people or someone did that. What's a successful Seahawks season in twenty twenty? Super Bowl. Um, no, I asked them, was the Seahawks season a success or something oh, like okay. that? Or I said, what would you consider a successful season? I did a poll. Oh yeah, um, I remember your poll. Yes. Yeah, and I think that we we've, we've come to realize what we think is a successful season does not matter now. If you're trying to gauge the future of the Seahawks, what counts as a successful season is all about what Russell deems successful. If he does not deem it successful and he is unhappy after the season, problem. That's it. What we think doesn't matter. Whether it's division round, NFC, title game loss, Super Bowl loss, Super Bowl win. I don't know. Maybe he'll win them and be still pissed. I don't know. But I think what we think is now irrelevant. It's all about success Is de- is, de- is decided by Russell and Pete together and if they can't even agree on what a successful season is i know they can it's super bowl but like if they can't if we if they can't achieve what russell and pete's version of success is then these guys are screwed and this marriage will basically result in a divorce eventually
2: we want to thank you all for tuning in for the seahawks man to man podcast that was fun we got some exciting things coming for you guys real soon that is for sure anything else you want to add, mike before we shake man
1: I uh, No, make sure you check out the piece uh, Appreciate you guys for listening uh, Shout out to the homies Jenks and, and Sando Who worked on the piece with me It was fun uh, We got more heat coming for the off season That ain't it But yeah, man Take this stuff seriously And uh, enjoy rest while he's here <laughs> Come down Always tripping When you
0: come alive. So I'm to have to cut you off
2: Like right now You see I don't want to drive me If you say that for your mama Maybe you should smoke something
0: A time to your-